issue in the name of the one. I greet you in the name of the one who created us, one born this night to redeem us, and the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. Amen. Amen. Let's be seated. At noon today, I went to a 12-step meeting. And this is the custom at this particular meeting. One of us stood up and shared the story of his experience, strength, and hope. He shared with us of how he found sobriety and how he's been able to maintain it over an extended period of time. And it was a long and difficult story to hear. Story of a life that uh, had much promise, but which also had much trouble. And more than its share of sadness, culminating ultimately with the death of one of this person's children in a tragic house fire as he stood there at the door trying to help his son get out. And this member of the fellowship said, after that, God and I, we didn't get along so well. But then he went on to share how he found in the company of others just enough faith for him to not give up hope. Just enough faith for him to slowly put his life back together piece by piece as he built his house beam by beam, wall by wall, door by door, window by window and how he finally managed to find in the midst of a world that he did not understand a sense of peace. And then at the end of his sharing, he invited us who were listening to share with him our thoughts about what faith is. Because he said, the faith that I was raised to have no longer worked for me. And I need to hear your stories, your stories of what your faith looks and feels like and how it works for you. And the sharing around that table for the next 20 minutes or so was very powerful. And it made me think of the story of my faith the story of our faith, the story that brings us here tonight, that gives us the ability to rejoice when times are good, to keep slogging when times are rough, to trust when we don't understand what's going on, that something better lies ahead of us. And that when one of us 
doesn't feel like they have what it takes to go on, that we have something to share with them. That reminded me of the story that signified in that little table crash scene up by my prayer desk, which I invite you to look at as you come up to receive communion. Now the story of Jesus' birth, which we heard tonight, is so familiar, so familiar that many of us could almost, if someone got us going, recite it along with Beth as she read it. Maybe we'd stumble over Quirinius the governor. <laughs> I often stumble over Quirinius. But we could make enough sense of it as we went along to be able to retell the story in words. But sometimes that familiarity leads us to overlook the deeper meaning and the deeper purpose of the story. The German philosopher and literary scholar Walter Benjamin wrote that every real story contains openly or covertly something useful. And he gives three examples. He said it might be a moral, as the moral of this story is don't count your chickens before they hatch. It might be a piece of practical advice like don't stick your finger in the light socket. And it might be a proverb or a maxim. And then he goes on to say that the storyteller is a man or woman who has counsel, counsel for the readers or hearers that the storyteller has told. So what is the counsel that this story conveys to us? What does this story take out of the parts, the very familiar parts of traveling arriving in some place strange or at least some place unexpected. The very ordinary story, ordinary for something as miraculous as any birth, but the ordinary story of bringing a child into the world. What do these elements combine to teach us, to counsel us for how we live? What Benjamin would say is, how do the pieces of the story convey wisdom to us? What's the wisdom that we hear in the story of Jesus' birth? What does it offer us? Because we know that for two millennia, our ancestors, people all over the world, in many cultures and in many places, have found that this tale, as perhaps few other tales, gives us purpose and direction in life. So what is that counsel that the story offers us? So I want to say up front 
And I believe that what we hear tonight is a story so deep that we can never exhaust it. It is not like a quantifiable data set that we can arrange in neat order, know how many bits and bytes it takes to organize it, put it into code, and say, there it is. It doesn't work that way. The gospel story is more like a well that constantly flows with fresh water. No matter how much we draw out of it, we never exhaust what it has to offer. And no matter how often we drink out of it, we always find something fresh when we go back for more. So tonight, four thoughts about what counsel this story offers us and how that makes a difference in our life. First story is very simple. The God whose father, who was father of Jesus, was not, is not, never will be a way far away, unconcerned, detached God. The God that we know through the story of Jesus is a God who knows us, is concerned about us, and wants to work to be with us and help us. We are never alone. No matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, the message of this story is that God knows our needs, our hopes, our joys, and our sorrows. The second bit of counsel is to remember that God doesn't just know about us. God knows our condition because God's self became human and lived the life that we live. Jesus knew what it was to be hungry or thirsty, to be too hot or too cold. The Jesus that came for us knew what it was to be angry or sad, to rejoice, to cry, to laugh. There is nothing that we experience that the babe who was born and laid in the manger didn't grow up to experience. And so we know that God knows us as well as we know ourselves. The third bit of counsel is that God is not choosy about how, who God cares about. God doesn't only appear to the rich and the famous. God doesn't only appear in fancy places to important people. God is here for each and every person, whether they're famous and rich, happy, contented and settled, or whether they're a poor migrant trying to get away from violence in their home country, whether they're a family in a war zone that has lost a home, whether they are people in the United States who have no place to rest their head where there's a roof over it. Jesus knows and God knows and cares equally 
for those who are too well-fed and those who are too hungry. And the final piece of wisdom and counsel this story offers us, I think, at least for now, is that the story of our lives, while it's unique, is part of something much bigger, much bigger than just ourselves. The story of Christ's birth and the fact that he came to earth to know our needs and to offer us a way to move into God's kingdom is that our story is inextricably linked. Inextricably linked is a deep part, an essential part of God's story as well. This little baby in the manger tells us that our lives matter, that our lives have meaning and purpose, and while we may not understand it on any given day, there will come a time when we will see how the life we lived has contributed to the ushering in of God's kingdom in all its fullness. I invite you, as you think about this story, this familiar, very old, very wise story, to ask yourself, what new wisdom does this story have to offer me today? What New wisdom, what new counsel does this story have to offer me as I seek to figure out how to live my life? As I try to figure out how to be a better husband or wife, son or daughter or father or mother, uncle or aunt, how does this story help me to be a better person with my neighbor? with those who are like me? How does it help me to understand and care for those who are very different than me? What does this story reveal to me of God's wisdom? Because this story has something to offer us always, always fresh in the very depth of its familiarity. As you come up tonight to receive communion, stop for just a second because we've got a lot of you and if you stopped for very long, we would be here very late. <laughs> or perhaps I should say very early into the morning. Pause and take a look at it and ask God to reveal to you some piece of God's wisdom that you need to remember or to learn right here and right now. That will be God's Christmas present to you this evening. And you will have the opportunity to carry that out into the world and to share it with others. May God be with you tonight and always as we live the Christmas story each and every day. The story of an ever-present, ever-caring God who knows us and our needs, who desires to help us 
and who invites us to share our experience with him, with those around us. Amen.